0: Welcome to the by the hood podcast before we start this episode. Could you do me a favor? Could you rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts? And also, could you subscribe to our YouTube channel? That's at youtube.com slash by the hood. What's up people? Welcome to this episode of the Bodyhood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone that supports whatever it is we got going on because we got so many things going on. Um, everything from Bodyhood University, the Black Wealth Project, all of our partnerships, all of the students at Bodyhood University. We definitely appreciate you because it's still growing and growing and growing. Um, and we start off all of our shows with gratitude. Just want to say thanks for that. Also, we have a new course that just dropped intro to charting uh, with the legendary Delantia hamilton and a lot of folks have already grabbed that want to say thank you to you guys as well and you know welcome to the family but as always i'm joined by my partner in crown Corey. how are you bro
1: yo every day above ground is a good day you never hear me complain
0: about being alive this is true man this is true so listen um our show is dedicated to highlighting brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work, who are building amazing businesses, doing amazing work in the community and just, you know, um we want to highlight them and, and and tell their story. And this brother we got on, man, is 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 a legend. He's a legend in the cryptocurrency space, but not only that, he's built an amazing organization that's now branched out into all kinds of things, man. And and you know, um we decided as a, as an entity as by the hood to partner with this brother. And it's for a reason that we're partnering with him because what he has to offer is is very unique in the marketplace and you know we're all about collaboration over competition so we have partnerships with some brilliant folks and now we have a new partnership we got to talk about it but we have to have him tell his story man without further ado from dcg we got our brother jamar james on how are you sir
2: man i'm blessed man blessed to be alive blessed to be here and i you know man i, I feel so much love from from you
0: inviting me onto your, your platform and um, uh, you know the partnership man it's gonna be real yeah, man, we about to get to it. We about to get to it, man. But let's talk about you today, man. Let's talk about your story. Where Where are you originally from?
2: Man, so, you know, I, I like to say uh, I was blessed to be able to, to, be, uh, to be brought up in the Bay Area. You know, I was born in Oakland, uh, Oakland, California. Um, you know, I lived in the Bay Area uh, my entire life, uh, you know, up to 18. Um, you know, growing up and being from the Bay Area, we, we have a lot of a lot of hood pride, you know, a lot of pride <laughs> being from the Bay, you know, and, um, you know, it was always one of my aspirations to, um, you know, cross that bridge and you would see people in the financial area. Um, you know, my, my entire family is blue collar uh, workers. My mom is a, um, worked at the post office for 30 years. My dad was a trucker. My grandpa's was a shoreman, Other uncles who worked for the grocery store. So, you know, um, I like to say I was middle-class, you know, even though I, I grew up in the, hood hood where, you know, my mom was, was on, you know, we, we started off on food stamps and, uh, you know, sending them long lines for them block of cheese and bread. But, uh, you know, that, that was just her being young, you know, mm-hmm. she had, she, she basically had to drop out of college, uh, to take care of me. And, you know, the, the, the apostles of Rolling Stone, you know, of course, you know, being in the trucking business, you always, on the road, so. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> so you know, I, 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 I grew up in the kind of single single family environment. Um, you know, and I've seen my mom struggle, you know, we lived with different relatives and it was always about community. So, you know, I, I felt, um, uh, you know, as a kid growing up in, in, in the Bay area, you know, the community was real strong, the pride, you know, of course you, you know, we don't really have gangs in the Bay. We have turfs, So, you know, you have, you know, when you say by the hood, you know, we have hoods there on every street mm-hmm. and so uh, where you grow up is, is, is kind of your environment that you're raised around. And I always had a problem with, um, you know, a lot of the OGs was Black Panthers. And so, you know, they they always kind of preached to the youngest, like, hey, bro, you know, this, this is all you got. This is where you're from. This is who you are. You know, you, you take care of your own. And so I was kind of raised in that that environment that, you know, when you're growing up, and, and you, you, you know, I like to say when I went to Marines, they used to tell us, you know, your, your mind is young, your, your mind is weak, and you're physically strong. And that's why they go after the young, the young guys, the gangs, the Marines, you know, the government. Um, and as your mind develop you realize certain things. And one of the things that, you know, always to say from the base, like, oh, man, I'm never leaving, this is my hood, you know, mm-hmm. I and, uh, you know, that that's kind of the, the conditioning and the programming we have, uh, the best decision I made, you know, I actually, I actually got shot a couple of times before I got out of high school. And and that experience, you know, chose me to run towards the Marine Corps. I, I wasn't scared. It's like if I don't get out of here, I'm not gonna make it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh best friends, you know, none of my friends I grew up with made it out. You know, I, I had one doing a life, one one that got chased by the police and, and swallowed a bag. And so, you know, where I'm from, I, I seen people didn't make and I always felt lucky, you know, I always felt lucky to be able to go into the marine corps. I went in during dead of the storm. And uh, you know, my thing was like when Fifty Cent say, hey, you know, get rich or die trying. I was trying to get out the hood or die trying. Yeah. And when I joined the Marine Corps, you know, that's that that's really what got me outside that environment. Where you know, um, one of the, one of the defining moments I remember is my mom got me a job at the post office. I graduated high school when I was sixteen. I was in gifted classes, even though I was in you know uh, public school. She put me in private school for two years. And we had to live with my my auntie for me to have that experience. Them two years in that private school basically put me in advanced public school classes my whole ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, and I was able to graduate a year early. And so that year early, I graduated at sixteen. Um, you know, I didn't want to keep going because you know I was about money back then, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I had I had you know car payments and things like that. So college wasn't really something I was looking at. And she got me a job at the post office. I worked there. For about three months, three and a half months, and of course, I I was still hanging out on the block. And you know, my my shift was like three o'clock in the morning. Well, you know, your homies they they want to hang out. So around five, six o'clock, we would hang out. And you know, around ten, eleven o'clock, I was like, I mean, I got I got to go to work at three o'clock in the morning. Well, one one day, one night, you know, I was out with them, and I I really didn't get no sleep. And I tried to drive to work. And I woke up on the side of the freeway, just just the car was coasting and lucky it was no cars on the road. But Sheesh. I realized that, you know, me trying to live this these the both both sides, like, man, I didn't even get shot. Like I was finna, I gonna die in a car accident. And that was the time That's I was like, you know, I told my mom I was like, I'm getting up out of here. I had, I had to leave this environment. And so, you know, I I quit that job and joined the Marine Corps and the That's Marine Corps.
0: So the one thing about your story is um which is amazing is that you know you talk about growing up in like a working class family, but they were still willing to make sacrifices for you, you know, for your education and you know to to see you, you know, move forward. So that's pretty dope. Um and that goes back to the sense of community and family, right? Yeah, it's a family, like uh, you know, to to be real, I mean, not
2: just like my family treated me like the golden child, (laughs) you know. So my my grandpa like looked at he like I asked him for a job at Long Sherman. He was like, "You too smart." They had his job. I'm not getting you a job. And so my mom got me a job, but it was against the family wishes. They was like, "No, you going to college?" You know, I had offers. I played hoop, uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't maintain that environment. Uh, you know, playing basketball and and I quit because I I wanted to get money. And so I had, I could I could have went to San Francisco State on a the scholarship. They wanted me to walk uh, work in the office. So when you get a scholarship, you don't you don't you don't just uh you know some most of the kids don't just get a free ride you still got to work and, and do what they say and so my thing is like you know from that i wanted to be free back then i was like man that's not for me mm-hmm. um and so you know that's when you know, of course i, I don't want to take orders and be free in that environment but i go to join the marine corps and i just felt that I was escape you know in that state you know i mean that's the first place I, I really got to be around other men that's outside the that that environment and it really uh it's probably the best decision of my life. What
0: well, you know, I was going to ask you next: how, how did the Marine Corps shape who you are today? How did that experience at the Marine Corps shape you,
2: bro? Like, uh, you know, being from the being from the neighborhood, you know, it is, it is take care of yourself. A lot of times, we had an environment where you grow up and you just trying to survive, and survival is an individual thing. A lot of times for people in the inner city, and so the Marine Corps kind of gave me responsibility, put me in charge of other people. Uh, they actually, when I got in the Marine Corps, after about Eight months, they separated me from all other Marines. They said I had too much influence. And so, you know, we were were stationed in San Diego. I'm from California. Most of the kids from East Coast, they'd never been here. A lot of them, you know, they they, they wanted to go see what Long Beach looked like. They wanted to see what Compton looked like. So I would take them off the base, and they realized that I had more influence than some of the people that had rank.
1: Mm. And so,
2: so they actually separated me, and that was kind of the best decision. Ever because they separated me. And so when they separate you in the Marine Corps, they put me around all the other the old Marines. Right. Because they wanted to keep keep me in check. Well, you know, when you're around the older Marines, you got to do all the You got to take out the trash. You got to, uh, you know, mop the floor because you're the lowest ranking. Mm-hmm. But you also get to you also get all the experience. You get to learn what they're learning. You get to do their jobs. The shit they don't want to do, they make you do it. So I was actually in a computer environment and. You know i was the lowest guy on the rank so that, that was a blessing for them to separate me i wasn't doing the things that the the young lance corporals and and uh sergeants were doing i was doing the things that, that people that's been in 19 20 years are doing and that was that was basically a blessing so when you know they had someone that needed to volunteer they would always send me well volunteering give you more experience <laughs> yeah it, it, it gives you the, the opportunity to do all the things that other people don't want to do which makes you more valuable. So yeah, we, you know,
0: that's that's always amazing to me how like the universe works where um, something will happen to you and then in retrospect it's like, man, that was the best thing in the time. It doesn't seem like it like initially, but in retrospect it's like if that if that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am. Like you know I have okay. so many stories like that, but that's interesting. So my family treated me as golden child. They, they my mom
2: moved all the way to Vallejo to keep me out of Oakland. They moved me around, you know, to to kind of protect me. And then when I got a Marine Corps, they moving me around to protect me, to protect other Marines for me. And, so, <laughs> and they protecting other Marines for me. They sending me to Korea. They sending me to Japan. They sending me all these other places. I get experience in, you know, being from where I'm from. It's, it's, I was always taught it's all about relationships. And so, yep. you know, they sending me all these different places.
0: And they think they take, they get, they actually, I'm gaining influence in the Marine Corps. Yeah, me and Corey Corey talk about that often. Like people don't recognize that relationships are its own form of currency, right? Relationships have value is more important than actual money.
2: Way more because if if you surround it, so the environment, the the environment and relationships. So if your environment is bad, you know, the relationship is going to struggle. You get outside the environment where the environment is a little bit, you know, you can just add water, you know, those relationships is going to blossom. And everything around you is going to grow. And yeah. so, you know, I, I like to say, you know, people in the hood, that's why you put us in concrete buildings and projects. You know, it's hard to see growth in that environment. Mm-hmm. But you get outside in the field and you got open space and you got outdoors. Uh, you know, there's no limitations. And yeah. so, the, the environment and relationships matters a, a ton.
0: Yeah, man, um, great point. So, so, coming from the military, coming from um, your military background, how did you... Uh, End up in finance. I know you had worked in finance. Uh, you know for for a big industry. For how did that, how that story happen,
2: bro? I, I go in the Marine Corps. They paying me four hundred every two weeks, eight hundred to try to live off. And I used to roll dice and make tw- two, 2200 in ten grand. <laughs> you know, so I was I was you know I've always been smart, but you know shit I was good at statistics. I could play roulette, dice, you know, uh, pity pack. <laughs> so you know. Um, the the thing when I went to Marine Corps, they they paying us and you know I had a um you know so, some of the older dudes that, that was out there, it was like, Yeah, hey, you know, this 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 is not no money. And so they was like, how they get you is they, they basically allow you to accumulate debt. They allow you to get yourself in debt. So when your four years is up, they'd be like, Well, don't you want this bonus? You can pay off all your debt. You have to give us four more years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I knew that from the start. I knew when I went in that, hey, you know. To me, someone, some, someone's gonna get hustled. Is is either they gonna hustle me, or I'm gonna win? And so my thing was like, well, while I'm in here, I got the GI Bill. Um, you know, I started going to college. Uh, I was going to Long Beach State, uh, and also I joined Prime America. And okay. Prime America was a uh, you know financial services. I didn't, you know, of course they want you to go sell it to your mom and your daddy and and, and call your twenty people. I never called nobody. I went there and got sponsored. I got my licensing while I was in. And so when I got out of the Marine Corps, I actually had series, you know, I think it was uh, six and seven. I could sell insurance and mutual funds. But I went in there to learn for myself because when I was in the hood, you know, I was in Oakland and I would get shipped over to San Francisco. I would see it. I would see, you know, stockbrokers. I would see people in the nice suits celebrating mm-hmm. five and five and at 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, man, my mom woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I had, She had to bust me to my grandpa house and then from there I had to walk to the bar station and hop on the bar and go across this bridge and these dudes they, they celebrate they all smiling I'm tired my mama tired my family tired <laughs> so I'm looking at the financial truth like man all these dudes is happier than money they they some of these people they going home at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm still you know we delayed the bar sometimes would stop uh you know and you would be delayed 30 40 minutes and, and they not worried they didn't have nowhere to be and so i realized that i was always intrigued by what was going on on the other side of the bridge and you know they looked happier they dressed nice and i didn't have nobody in my family that could tell me about stocks options you know when i asked my mom uh, there was a critical point too i wanted to start a clothing store and i was like my i got the i got the cash i just need you to co for me she's like man that's too much work you know you don't want to own that you don't and, and that was mentality You know, god god bless her you know she worked her whole life but she was like that's too much, that's too much work. You know, management, it, it, it sucks. It's like, don't stress your, you know, you don't want to start the story and stress your life out. Mm-hmm. It's her trying to protect me from her point of view, you know, and that was, at 16, I wanted to have a business, bro. And, uh, you know, my thing was like, you know, I always bleed in ownership because, you know, when you out, you know, when you out in the, in the streets, you know, it, it's, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the man on consignment all the time. You want be- to <laughs> So it was always about
0: ownership. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, not at all. So, so you got, you went to Primerica um, and from Primerica, uh, you know, what was the next step in your in your journey to lead you to uh, kind of where you are?
2: So, I mean, I mean, so I had a, you know, I had an older brother that, you know, uh, rest in peace, uh, you know, his thing was real estate. You know, he was like, hey bro, we get this money. We are gonna put it, flip it in real estate. Um, you know, we had got a carpet cleaning business and he moved to New Orleans and he, you know, you know, being from California and Flossing, he, he actually was was killed, and um, you know, now that always stuck with me is like, when we get this money, we, we get up out of here, like outside this environment, and in in the town, we we was our, my family's known, and so we, we was a man there. We went somewhere else, you know, he just just another another guy, you know, yeah. what I'm saying, and it, it didn't work out, but uh, that stuck with me. So when I got in the military and, and I got out, I was prime America. I started buying property in Long Beach. I bought uh, condos. They was doing condo conversions. Uh, they were doing apartment conversions to condos. And it was like 30000 And this is when Snoop was popping, you know, uh, wow. $596. And this I'm, not, was, I'm not even
0: going to ask you what those $30,000 condos are going for in 2021.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now they're like 500 But back then, I mean, I flipped them and I sold them for 150 to 210 So as a 22-year-old dude with 200 stacks in the bank you know, off of a couple of condos I bought for 30000 I mean, I, I wish I would have kept them, but that gave me a jump start. You know, it, it gave me a jump start. I bought some more properties in Corona. Then, um, you know, one day I was like, I got a job at Pacific Life. And it was an annuities place. And one of the older dudes told me like, hey, bro, this job is too good for you. If you stay here, you're going to retire here. And, he, you know, he was an older dude. He was, you know, he was just looking out like, you know, you, it, it's, this is a retirement home. You know they pay you. They pay you too well. He's like, I've been here for twenty years, and you know I wish I would have moved around because I would have made more. He's like, now they're gonna get rid of me, and I've been here for twenty years, and I can't go nowhere else because nobody else is gonna pay me what I'm getting paid for, and I'm kind of stuck. And so he told me that, and I was only working there for like a year and a half, and I was like, you know, i will still buy real estate, and I was like, you know what? I bought a con, I bought a uh, house in Corona. Mm-hmm. I, I basically like. I sold everything and just uh, hopped in my car, had my clothes, and I went to AZ and I was like, man, I'm gonna do this real estate for real. And so um, you know, I'm, I go out there, uh I, I, I found an apartment off the side of the freeway. Um I, I signed a lease. I didn't have no fr- I sold all my furniture, I sold everything. I had money in the bank. I was like, I'm gonna go to Az and be a real estate mongrel. And I, I rented an apartment, I went to Aaron Rentals. uh, got some got some rental furniture. All I had was my clothes. And, and, you know, from there, I put my uh, deposit on a couple of new builds, uh, you know, 10 grand, you know, on this one, on this one. And by the time they were done, they were like 180. I was putting them on. By the time they were done, they was worth 270. And so I start flipping property in AZ and I had the computer background. Uh, you know, I actually went to Long Beach State, got computers, uh, built the CRM system. Uh, you know, back then it was like a website with the managed people coming in i had so many leads coming in bro i just started a real estate company okay. and, I, and i told agents you know we partner 50 50 all your leads you can have 100 and you can close them on your own and then you know i didn't even have a real estate license at the time i just i bought a broker my thing was like if if you want to start a hospital you don't got to go to school to be a medical doctor you can just go hire one <laughs> you know what i'm saying Yeah. so i didn't have a real estate license i bought it i got a building signed the lease and i hired a broker and I was running a real estate company and just giving out the leads. And we was doing a 50-50 split. And uh, and so, you know, I still had the financial background. I've always been, you know, I, I say, I tell people what we teach in uh, DCG is timing. It's all about timing, right? So I got in the real estate market at the right time. And then when I seen that it was 2009, I was doing 50-50 splits. But I had got a business coach. And I was like, bro, like, you know, I got in this real estate. I thought it was going to be, you know, like I'm making money. But I was like, I still don't have no weekends. I just had a newborn. You know, every every weekend I got I got the homies from the hood flying in. And they're not just, you know, they want to buy a property. And of course, they 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 people I want to work with, but when they come in, it's like, all right, well, yeah, you buy the property, now let's go out to the club, the strip club, you know, we're doing everything else. And it's like, it's the whole weekend. I'm away from the family, you know, and I'm doing real estate. Now I was like, I need to get out of this. And it's like, you know, I already had the business, but I started getting more and more offices. So when the market crashed in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was probably the best thing to happen.
0: <laughs> because- another, one those, another one of those situations, right? I, I I I could probably without even asking at the time, you probably didn't realize it was the best thing to happen.
2: Nah, but I was trying. To, you know, me, I was kind of, I was already bro. I had a hard out. Wife. I was burnt out, and I was making money, but I couldn't stop. Because my thing was, I I wanted, I wanted to hire. You know, I was feeding people. I had mm-hmm. over seven people working with working with me. And these are people that they depended on the environment that we created. And so when the, the market hit, you know, some of these guys on 1099, they basically was like, well, damn, now everything is in short sales. So I started losing people. So it gave me a reason to, to kind of downsize Gotcha. You know, because it got too big. And, and that's the hardest thing for a small business. Uh, it's hard for a small business to go to a large business. That middle is where people fail. You know, when they try to make that transition, because it's a whole different level of management. You know, just the, the easy thing, the small business, easy transactions. But when you start getting to managing people and operating in logistics and spending on advertising and the numbers get bigger and bigger, you know, if you don't know, so I actually got a business coach. I was like, bro, I got three offices now. I got all these agents, you know, I'm, I'm a psychologist, people dropping deals, you know, and then when they start, I was like, man, he was like, this is your opportunity, <laughs> this is your opportunity to, to cash out and leave. You know, and uh, and so he asked me things like, what is your perfect day? And so I start telling him, like, yeah, man, ride my motorcycle, going up, you know, seeing the beach, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I said walking and doing homework with my kids. And, you know, I was actually I was married at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. and
2: I didn't mention my, my wife. I didn't mention being in A.Z. I mentioned being back in Cali, being by the water. And so he was like, bro, you got to get a divorce. You got to sell your business and you got to go back and have your," you know, he's like. You know, you I just you just did this exercise and you know it took like a week because you write down every minute and every second of that day of what day would you want to live over and over again if you had to live? Mm, interesting. Right? So so you don't have to wait till you 50 to 60 to retire. What day is it right now? How do you want to live? And so when you go through that exercise of how do you want to live right now, and you have to live the same day over and over again. It's like, well, yeah, I want to see my mom, I want to you know take her out. I want to have margaritas. I want to be able to drink on the job, you know, like all this shit that I want to do day in, day out. Um, when I when I put it in, my life wasn't like that. And he was like, Well, you're the creator, you can create the life you want. And so I was like, you know, he's a business coach.
0: Man, he that's a gem. Him. That's a gem right there. Want, let me stop real quick right there. For the folks watching or <laughs> yeah. listening, you might want to do that. I think I'm sitting there thinking, like, what is my day As you say that, I'm like, I need to go do this myself. Write this down, right? What does your yeah. day look like? And you can go create that. You're the you're the creator, you're the creator. And
2: so, I mean, in DCG, that's why we had a morning formula. We had we have our our, our master plan for our life. You know, you have a trading plan for trading, but you got to have a master plan for your life. And that's what I learned during that time of 2008, 2009. And then I was like, bro, I never want to have employees again. I was like, you know, like I'm done with trying to manage people. And, and, and then the thing my mom, you know, planted that seed in me at 16. So I'm like, you don't want no business. You don't want to have managing people and all that. I was like, I still want to, I still want to help and have an impact, but I have to rearrange how I do it, you know. And so, you know, the the model that I have now is kind of was created, but how I got into trading, is that he was a he was an older he was an older dude that he was like, yeah, bro, I ain't got time to be day trading. He's like, I coach people, and you know, I, I try I'm money in the stock market. So when I I started liquidating properties in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I was like, bro, like, all right, so what's next? And then you know he's he's been a trader. I've been seeing him living and, and going out, taking me out, and we hanging out, talking about the business, eating at nice restaurants all the time of day. And he's like, Yeah, I just I trade, you know, I, I'm in a stock market. And so my my first trade was in two thousand nine when when I mean I traded before, you know, on my own trying to, but he kind of taught me how the market cycles and how 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 it's 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 cynical like. Every season you have different things you can trade. And so, and it wasn't no stress. His trades were two, three months at a time, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll cash. Out. I was up 30%, 40%. And he would go through a rotation. And so he really taught me about market cycles and another way to trade where it's like, you don't have to be a long-term investor, but there's patterns in the market. And that's, he was like, well, how did people trade before the internet? You know, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, there ain't nobody looking at, you know, charts. There's, there's seasonal patterns and trades that you can make. In every market and so that's how I got in futures that's how I got in commodities you know um, um, you know and, and from there you know I was flipping houses so you know four or five hundred thousand to put on the house you know my first trade I think it was like a hundred thousand uh, you know in the stock market mm-hmm. and in about four or five months later I bought in 2009 that's when everything was crashing yeah, yeah. And, that was, and that and it reminds me again it's about timing timing yep. so was selling and, and in the year and a year later things I bought then and had already recovered. And nice. so that was a great thing. So then I was like, man, this is easy. Well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. I'm liquidating properties. I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm moving from Arizona and going through child, uh, you know, saying who's going to keep keep my little daughter while I move to California. And then I end up, you know, I was like, look, I'll move you and we'll both move to California to give our kid a better lifestyle. And we, you know, we worked that out. And then it was like, I got into trading. You know, and I got into I went back to what I knew with CRM's um, and I got a job with like T3 trading. And then I became an analyst and and, you know, then I started trading my own money. Uh, then I start, I got offered to manage a desk at a uh, hedge fund.
1: Okay. You know,
2: they had a forex side and they wanted to um, they, they wanted to get into crypto. And at that point, it's like the military thing of, of volunteering going first.
0: You know, that's that's what crypto reminded me. Hey, I'll just be the first in. So what was that experience like at the hedge fund? Like, what did you learn at the hedge fund to uh, lead you to where you are now? Um, I learned that you needed a team. <laughs> like, you know, we had analysts, you had a, a,
2: a, a psychologist, person giving massages. I just learned that that there's not one person pushing a button. You have to, you have to be able to tell your, your – your, your, if you're moving a lot of money, you have to be able to move that money in and out the market without being seen and also uh it has to be strategic mm-hmm. and so the the whole trading side of just waking up and trading that you see you know i got in groups like timothy sykes and they trading penny stocks that's not how you know that'll drive you crazy if if you haven't been able to define a strategy um to, to start so i just learned the organization in the process of moving money in and out the market and uh risk management you know at a certain prop a certain firms they. They trade, they hitch the trade. They'll trade oil and, and and gas or oil and gold. You know, they'll they'll have certain pairs that they'll put you into certain trades. And so uh, you know, the ETFs, you know, traders, they they in in a large institution size, they don't trade like individuals. And that was a, you know, that's a big revelation. Yeah, nobody, nobody trades alone. Yeah. You know, and, and the most successful traders, they trade with, within a group.
0: A group environment Man, that's 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 powerful right there, right? Because a lot of times we we find ourselves out on the island trying to do things on our own, but it, like, it's so much power in working together, like in, in, in all facets of life, but specifically when you talk about trading and even investing, like when you have more than one eyes on things, it just right. changes. It's the dynamic changes everything. We're not born, we're not born on
2: earth to live alone, right? You know, and that's why you have gangs, that's why you have. Uh, you know, police gangs. That's why he had a military gangs, political parties, all of it. Yeah, all of it. it we are we are people that are together, but when, when we come from the inner city, we're taught we got to be self made. We got to do it on our own. Like I'm, I'm gonna get this guap. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and and you basically are divided. And so you know, I learned that from younger younger age, being around the OGs, the Black Panthers, being around the dudes in the Marine Corps. It's like you know. It is togetherness that, that keeps, you know, you at a certain level and gets you to the next level. You know, I've you learned know,
0: huh? one, of, one of the things about you telling your story, which is interesting to me, is that you always um you're coachable. Right. Because when you okay. talked about when you talked about being in the military and, you know, having the older people that give you game there, you were willing to listen. When you talked about the insurance guy giving you game, you were willing to listen. You had a coach that, you know, gave you game. You were willing to listen. And I think that's an important part to like just point out that throughout this whole journey of you telling your story. You've been coachable.
2: Bro, <laughs> I, I I I don't learn like reading a book. I learned, I've i learned through the older people. I've learned through, I mean, you know, we, we talk about being black and, and having ancestors, but we don't want to learn from the, the older experience. Ooh.
1: You know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he just set the whole thing on fire. This is something that I talk about. it's a word. Incessantly. I talk about this incessantly. Like, if... if how how do you heed the the, the the advice of the ancestors and then don't listen to what the ancestors tell you? Like like our ancestors really dropped game on it and then we didn't build on it. We literally sat on it. Like they, they 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 created a pathway and then we sat down on the path instead of walking the path they created for us because we don't listen. We first of all we don't read and then once we read we don't listen. Well, so like it, it, it's a it's a mess. Uh, that people are
2: on ABS, they on that bullshit. And mm-hmm. when I say ABS, I mean belief system. It is the belief system that they have. Either they don't believe in me, they don't believe in you, or they don't believe in themselves, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is a belief system. And a lot of times there are older ancestors that they be giving this game and our elders, and we may look at them like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe them, or they on that BS, you know. And it's like, nah, bro, you on the BS. Like you can get you can get value from every person that you're around. And I learned that in the military, you yep. had dudes that couldn't, couldn't cut it. Right. And, and, you know, to be real, it's like, bro, when a bullet start flying, he could be a shield. Everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, you don't, you don't disregard anyone. Everybody has value. And even the old, why not? you know, that's on the street and you, you know, overpass them. I was taught that, Hey, hey brother, don't, don't overpass them. Don't overlook him. You know, he can tell you about the story how he got there so you can avoid that. Yeah. Yep. And so everybody has value. And I, I look at, you know, I, you know, I'm from that environment where it's like, hey, my best friend, you know, got 20 years from being in the car and didn't want to tell. And it wasn't his. And I was like, with the homie, he should he should have took that for you. Yeah. You know, but he's serving 20. And it's like, bro, you threw your life away. And that's why you have to know some people you, you just can't be around. Thanks. You know, what I'm saying? because they, they not stand up. And so, uh, you know, from in my environment, if you're not stand up, you got to stay away from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. So, so, so now you're at the hedge fund. How'd you go from there to, um, you know, creating the, uh, your entity now that, you know, um, the D- DCG digital currency, guy? how'd you get from the hedge so fund to that point? My thing, bro, is you
2: learn from people. And like, I, I've never been in an environment where I wanted to be under, uh, under somebody's hand, you know, sometimes you have to put the sacrifice in to learn from, from others, but I didn't have any anybody I can talk to on on the hedge fund side, so I had to take that opportunity to learn, and I wanted to go in there and see what they were doing. And of course, you know, like yeah, it was. I, I wanted to get a paycheck. They just pay me twenty five grand a month, and I also wanted to um, learn. So it was it was really for me, you know. Going, I tell I tell my daughter all the time, like before you can be the boss, you got to be the employee. You got to take out the trash. You got to do everything. And I learned that in the Marine Corps. They put me in and they had me around all the old dudes. I did everything from the bottom up. And so, you know, if I wanted to get in finances and, and he's teaching me how to trade, uh, the mentor I had it's like, well, you know, there's some things that he can't teach me that might be inside that fund. And so the whole uh, the whole time I'm there and, uh, you know, they had me driving up like 45 minutes in, in L.A. to West Covina and and you know, like just traveling. And and at, at one point I was like, you know, I'm taking a lot of time. I'm wasting my life because once like just like a job, once you be there for six, seven months, you pretty much learned everything you need, you, you can learn. Mm-hmm. And then and then if, if you're not if you're not if you're not learning, you're not growing, you die. And so once I reach a peak, it's like, man, now I can go get this information back, back to the hood, back to mm-hmm. my people. And and that's that's what my thing was is like I didn't have anybody to give me any financial information. I had to go through years of learning it. and so even at the fun, I was like, you know, I don't want to sell out for money, I don't want to be here just because they, they, they give me a nice check, I can go take this money and do it on my own now. And so uh in crypto, I seen the opportunity that there was no experts, you know, because they, they want they wanted me to run a a crypto desk, right? They wanted me to they wanted me to compare
0: how much profits they can make off of crypto compared to their Forex. And this well, is- this- What is it about crypto, right? When you saw it, that just made you like, just gravitate to it and say, this is where I want to be. Like, what was it about cryptocurrency uh, in general? Well, one of the dudes, I had to do that,
2: that that sold marijuana. <laughs> he said, you know, he, he, he was, he was moving stuff. He was out of Washington and he had came out to buy some real estate in Arizona in 2010 and he had came to my office or he came to my house actually. And, um, you know, I had a home office. And he was like, "Man, let's you know, you got to get in this digital money." And of course, you know, he, he's moving, he's moving weight back then in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and buying real estate. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, you know, we, you know, we we, we getting, we got tons of money. So I'm like, all right, bro. He's talking about this Bitcoin. I was like, man, I ain't never heard of that. Blah blah blah. It's two thousand ten, and he's like, here, we can buy some. I'm like, all right, I'll buy some. Like how much? He's like, just buy a hundred dollars. So we get on the computer. I signed up for a local Bitcoin account, and then he's like, "Oh, now we have to go to uh, we had to go to Seven Eleven so we can uh, wire the money." I'm like, "What you mean?" I was like, "Bro, I, uh, like he's like, oh no, you got to wire it hundred dollars." I like, so I just bought some some so I'm buying some digital money. Then I had to go to a 7-Eleven, and I had to go wire some money to some 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 dude. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? I was like, Bro, so, so like "You man. you was early, early. You talking about 2010? You was you, that's early, early." Bro, I didn't do it. I was, oh. like,
2: man, I was like, I got an account from 2010, and I didn't put no money in because you had to go wire some money, and I had too much pride and ego. Like, I was like, bro, bro, you know, bro, motherfuckers go wire money on MoneyGram and Western
1: Union. Like, you know, what I'm thinking like, That's f- Boyle, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you didn't wire that money because you wouldn't be here today. That hundred dollars probably be like, bro. bro. Forty million dollars you wouldn't even be here today so i'm glad you had too much pride to wire the money <laughs> I, I mean because it was a whole fact that we sitting
2: in my house and we, we got you know drink. we talking business we buying two three hundred dollar three hundred dollar houses and he's like man we got to go to 7-eleven and go wire some money to somebody that's on the line oh, man that's too much
0: work like you know what i'm saying
2: like yeah yeah, yeah. just buy it right here because i'll throw a hundred dollars away
0: you know because yeah. even even right now that sounds crazy so imagine how that sounded back then like you know what i mean like that right, that, right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody came over your house. Y'all doing real estate, and he's like telling you about
2: this 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 new money that's going to come out, and it's virtual. And I was like, well, "Where it's going to be stored at?" And then he's like, oh, "On your computer." And then he's like, "Well, we got to go to Seven Eleven though, and wire this money to like to who? <laughs> <laughs> the who? The, the black, black dark dark man that's on the screen name? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: that's yeah, the same. It doesn't sound right. It's all like that, bro. It don't sound right, but I- so, so, so how was it reintroduced to you where it started to make sense? What was that so I'm like? At, I'm at T3 trading, they got a they got a prop firm, they got a desk, I got
2: a hedge fund manager from another firm, and he he comes in, he's like, We're doing high frequency programming, like you know, they, they trying to make their own algorithms. Mm-hmm. And so the the guy he was like uh he's like hey man, I got a prop firm over here, you know, he, he's coming there to kind of scout um people. From from you know from one trading environment to another. I mean that's how you take people. So he go over there. and He's like, hey man, just just give me a call if you, you know you want to come over here. And so I caught him one time and and I started working with him. And he's like, yeah, we got this forex Dex and, and they making money. But uh you know the, the crypto. And I see other crypto traders starting to you know kind of like he losing people. People are leaving leaving the fund and they they go into the crypto side because they can take a little bit of money and make a lot more. And so they don't need they, you know, if you if you can make money, you don't need to take nobody else's money. Mm-hmm. So, so he they start losing traders, and then he's like, he's like, um, you know, I, you know, like how do we get into this? And so it was basically like a, a special project, and I always volunteered. I was like, Well, I'll look into it, <laughs> you know, and uh I started looking into it, and after like three months, you know, I put like five in and turned in like uh like 15 and then it, it caught my attention because it's like you know i didn't even i didn't even know like how fast it was growing and then as i got more and more into it you know i started managing traders and brought some traders in and they started you know trading it and it was making a ton of money and then he was like all right all right you know and, and it started becoming like let's get bigger let's get bigger and i was like you know they paid me 20 25 grand a month and i'm like bro like I I didn't want no job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I understand why people were leaving, and I left. You know, I was like, you know, I can do this on my own. You know what's
0: you crazy know? though? How many folks out there will be willing to walk away from a job paying them 25 grand a month? Like, you know, so obviously, you know, you wired different and you were looking for something different, which is dope. But I, I know that people watching this are probably like he walked away from 25 grand a month. Most people wouldn't be able to do that.
2: He called me, he 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 came, he 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 invited me in as a partner. Hey, you know, we're going to get into this and thing. Then all of a sudden he's telling me, be here in the office. And then all of a sudden he's telling me, hey, we need some more traders. And I'm like, I'm looking around like, damn, bro, I'm working for you. My wife is like, you know, oh, he he called, you got to leave? And when she said that, it was like. Oh, (laughs) Oh. hit
1: that ego, hit (laughs) that ego. like She played played you hard. (laughs) He told you, you got to go? And and she said,
2: he got a job to me. And at that point I was like, oh yeah, bro, like I'm, 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 I'm done. (laughs) And so, <laughs> right. Because, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you're you trying to you're trying to be a team player and you're trying to help. But then you realize, shit, you are to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> he right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like all right, you know, so, you know, at that point, you know, I think uh, my, my man, Anthony, uh, rest, rest in peace, you know, he basically was on Facebook and he knew that, you know, I was, you know, a, a, a really, really trained. He was like, bro, like, you know, everybody here, they want to learn how to trade, you know, the, the crypto thing, they don't understand it. He was like, Can you just come talk to the people for a couple, you know, for a couple of times? And and then he, I was like, Yeah, so I did. And I was in the group, I was telling him what was gonna happen and, and things. He was like, Man, how do you know? And then he started sending people, he's like, Well, if you want more advanced, go talk to go talk to Jamar, go talk to, you know, uh Jamar. And so he was like, bro, you need to start your own group. And so he telling me, I'm like, man, it's on Facebook. I'm just having fun. I'm talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, around 2016, I says, hey, you know, if anybody want to learn how to do, I think it was start, just starting in 2017, anybody want to learn how to do crypto or learn how to trade, I'm going to open up i a, a, uh, I'm going to just I'm gonna work with work with you guys. I'm going to have a group. And, you know, I did that. And the, and the first time I, I did that on social media, I had like 140 people sign up in a weekend. Mm off of facebook and, and this is before you know people were like trying to market the groups and i was just like and i was like damn like you know like people really they really wanted it because i didn't have no intentions on being dcg uh yeah. you know i was like right, i'm just digital currency guy
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: you know, i didn't think it out i didn't plan it out and i just started helping guys in of course it was timing uh, you know i started 2017 the beginning of 2017 so of course you know i knew how to trade i've been doing it for a while but I got, I got, I got touched by the market. The market just started going up. Everybody went in around me, and that
0: legendary status came because of time. You know, it was like, you know, the if timing. We in- yeah, the timing. The timing part, right? You talk about that a lot. Like timing is everything.
2: Timing is everything. And so, you know, we, we had that run in 2017, and my thing was like, well, nah, we really can trade. So you you got to sell 2018. A lot of people start falling off. There was nobody around, and in business, when you see Everybody can retracting, everybody you know, going in the shell. When I say in 2008, 2009, everybody going in the shell. Well, all the people around me in my environment that's when you expand, that's when you get bigger because now you have no competition. Yep. So, as a salesperson, if you see everything rainy, you know, all the other salespeople are inside, they're being comfortable. That's when you go outside and go door to door knocking when everybody else is raining because you know they door not get knocked on by nobody else, yeah. And so, that turned into Anytime you see something and you see people contracting, that's when you expand, and that's when I said, "Hey, you know what? Well, all these guys is disappearing and leaving. The people that wanted the information is still there. They still there, and and I don't want to, you know, I'm not selling to them, but I, this is when I can help the most of people because a lot of people were stuck with all this crypto. They don't know what to do with it. They people abandoning them. And so, 2018, 2019, when when the market was down. That's when I really started going hard on on teaching people how to trade. Cause like this is this is when you can learn. Yep. You know this is when the skill comes in. So if you can make money in a in a bear market in a market where you know money is leaving, then when a, when the market comes back up, man, I'm gonna have the biggest and strongest team. And that that was my foresight. It's like you know when when the market comes back, if I teach all these guys and give them everything I got,
0: <laughs> you know we're gonna be unstoppable. It's gonna be easy. Like you know picking fish out of a barrel. Yeah man that that's that's that's, that's, ama- that's an amazing story man how, how you started from you know where you did to you know that whole that whole journey man and the one thing I'm taking from this conversation is like that that idea to to be coachable and to be teachable is very important I mean that, that's what resonates to me throughout this story um
2: I, I paid for coaching because I had to volunteer to get it in the Marine Corps and I had to volunteer in circumstance now it's like I know that you know you can take what someone else has and you can you can make it yours mm-hmm. right but but you every every idea a man has come from another man's imagination.
0: That's a bar too. Sheesh, got, that's that's right. a bar right there, core. That's a quotable right there. All right. So
1: he preaching out here today.
2: <laughs> every idea a man has come from another man's imagination. Mm hmm. Right. I mean,
1: and so yeah. we build on that. We build. Right. That's, that's exactly what I was saying when when our ancestors give us something. You know, they they paved the road for us. Just walk the road. You know what I mean? Like you could take it, you could take it and, and create something a, a lot larger. That that's what they was hoping for. You know what I mean? Like they was hoping for you to build on what they did instead of just sitting in the middle of the road and just you know what I mean, watching every, the world pass you by. Like right. they built it so that you can build upon it, not so that you can sit on it and rest on it. Like you can't rest on their laurels. You have to build upon that. Right. And that's what that's what we've ended up doing. We ended up resting on our ancestors laurels instead of building upon.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Go, go look, ahead, go ahead, go Jamar, go ahead. Once we know that we're not here alone,
2: and that's when I see people, they, they see me as competition because they say, hey, bro, he's reaching out to everybody. But I see him as, like you say, was, we collaborate. Like I'll put another mind together with mine, my imagination, his imagination. We have infinite possibilities now. Now, yep. nothing can stop us. Right? And so, you know, the people that look at me as competition, and they like, man, you know, he's growing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I want to grow with them. I, I want I want I want you to come in because now your idea is going to get stuck in your head unless you get around other people and you get around other people that smart and want to work with you. Now that idea expands and gets a
0: lot bigger, faster. Yeah, man. And we believe that, too. That's why we try to partner with like the brightest minds and and work together. Like like you said, when you work together. It makes everything easier. Let me ask you this question, though. Throughout your journey from you know where you started in the bay to where you are now um you have this amazing organization what has been your biggest hurdle the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome um you know i've always uh, always
2: been taught that you can't trust people you don't know who's who's you know looking for your downfall who's going to rob you you know we've been programmed to um you know do things on our own and we you know I had people around me that they didn't want to move like I wanted to move, but I, I tried to keep keep forcing the issue. Like, hey, bro, we need to work together. We need to buy this. We need to do this. Trying to bring people together that don't want to come together has been probably the biggest obstacle. Um, and the thing is that you got to, you know, you sometime in the universe, you'll double back and go get them. But, you know, when I started a real estate company, I realized that I was trying to give everybody opportunity. You know, Hispanics, Blacks, I was trying to get people out the hood to come with me. And I was actually trying to lift a lot of weight that couldn't be lifted, where I could have spent more time and had a bigger impact helping the people that wanted to come. Mm. And so, you know, now you know the 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 mentality is I don't slow down the car. People got to jump in the car, and we can take them the way we want to go, and then we can double back and get the people that don't want that that didn't that need the help. But at some point, you know, you know, like when I first started real estate, I was trying to do the low income housing, trying to sell it, and trying to get first time homeowners. Bro, like that was a lot of heavy lifting, and when I started marketing to the affluent and started putting myself in that environment up there, I can go buy a house for a person now. I gave a house away, you know what I'm saying? But you had to get the resources, and so that's something that you know in in the, in the community of the Black Panthers, they, they accept the help from anybody because mm-hmm. they, they they motive, um, and their objectives meant more to them than the pride and the ego of you know um, you know uh, of trying to. Do something. Do a lot of heavy lifting on your own. Gotcha. And so you want to go to the path of least resistance, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that is the uh that's the win. You know, when I started going to path of least resistance and and, and I started just being real, like, hey, look, I'm not gonna try to work with the homies. They don't work with me. I go with the people that to do. You know, I'm not gonna spend any time on trying to heavy lift when I'm I can go to the least path of resistance and get to where I need to go, and then I'll double back.
0: Nah. okay, that's it. That's it. That's a, listen. That's the great. I understand exactly what you're saying because a lot of us go through that with the people closest to us, right? You try to, you know, tell them, you know, things that you learned or what have you. Then a lot of times they're not ready. So you know, you know I didn't ever want to leave Oakland, bro. I thought you know, the Bay Area. I got a, I got a blackfish tattooed on me, like
2: you know, I was I was Bay Bay forever. But when I left, I realized that that environment was keeping me in a box. I couldn't grow as much. Mm-hmm. I needed to. Leave. And so when people ask me, it's
0: like, yeah, bro, like, yeah, I'm from I'm from the hood, but I'm never going back because <laughs> it, it's not mine. Yeah, well right? see, well see, that's the thing, right? So, so, and 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 that's one of the amazing things about like while we do this podcast because everybody has their own story and their own journey, right? So, right. you recognize that that was holding you back. So, in order for you to grow, you had to, to leave that environment, right? I had to leave um, that environment. Yeah, but the thing is though, right? So. You, you, but you still found a way to help your people, and that's what the, that's what the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to help your people.
1: Yeah, to help people.
0: You, you can leave an environment, but it, it's in you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we, we talk about in game banging. It's not on you. It's in you. It don't, <laughs> don't matter. <how laughs> where <you're> at, baby. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Let me ask, let me ask you another question though. Um, what is like your favorite book or something that's inspired you along your journey? I mean, you know, I, I probably, I mean, I
2: probably got three. <laughs> I okay, mean, go yeah. ahead.
0: Go yeah. oh, give us three. Give us three.
2: I mean Malcolm X. You know, of course, the, you know every, every kid where I'm from read Malcolm X and just the transformation. You know of saying that. You know, before I can be Malcolm Malcolm X, you know, while Malcolm Little, a big red. You know, that's I, right. You, you go through stages, and people go through their own cycles, mm-hmm. and so you have allow people to grow, and some people don't want to see you grow because it makes them feel like they're insane. the same. So. I used to always say i didn't want to change uh, i'm the same i'm the same same dude in the hood but it's like nah bro like it's growth you know i gotta change um and so malcolm x is, is one uh the other is um, you know the celestine prophecy by james redfield okay right because uh you know basically it, it awoke walking yeah you know, i didn't know what the third eye was nobody in the, nobody where i was from was talking about a third eye and talking about energy and, and spirituality in a way you know religion turned me off. But mm-hmm. telestine it, it made me realize that we it's in us, you know, certain energy is in us ourselves. So that was another. And then you have certain people, you gotta realize that certain people make you feel a certain way, mm-hmm. right? And some people come with bad energy. And if you're not aware of that, you hang around people that you don't know that they're counter intuitive and counterproductive to what you're trying to do. Yeah, so energy is big. Um, and so that, that woke me up on energy. And then, uh, of course, the, the whole DCG is built on Napoleon Hill thinking Grow rich, the mastermind principles, mm-hmm. right? And and we're you know putting people together, um, and you can work with everyone because we I was taught that I got to do it on my own, got to be self-made, and that mastermind principle is told me nah, now these dudes are doing it together. They, yep. they're putting a whole whole you know another aspect to
0: your energy's got to be right. You just go with the right people. Yep. Oh man, those are those are three great choices right there, man. So yeah, uh, three great choices. So, core, core, you got any um questions uh for the good brother before we got it? Uh, questions?
1: No. Uh, I I do have commentary though. Uh huh? I, I appreciate that. You know, the way he shared his story, you know, from the beginning to the how he got to to the places he is, and how he got to the point where he wanted to share and be, you know, and not try to, you know, like we all come from. That kind of background on what the people here, because you know we from Philly, so everything you talk about on that happened on the West Coast was happening on the East Coast at at the same time. So we grew up, we're around the same age, we all know it.
0: Listen, DJ Quick told you, man, it's just just like (laughs) Compton. Everywhere, everywhere is just like Compton. But go ahead, though.
1: But um, what what I wanted to say is that I'm glad that you. You've taken the time and the, and the and the effort to to really reach into you know and get into people and help people as a collective because that's what we're trying to do, and right. so you know I mean I really appreciate that you know what I mean that 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 energy like like you said that energy you know right. like we had a, a previous conversation I'm an energy person if I don't like somebody's energy I don't right. bang with them period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so I mean yeah, I mean you got a feeling you got an intuition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do want to say for the folks listening, um, whether you listen to the audio podcast, which according to our analytics, about 87 percent of you are. <laughs> but if you're watching also um, to understand that uh, DCG, uh, which is which is Jamar's group, is, is very powerful and we have partnered with them. Right. Yeah. So if you if you go to Bodyhood University, you'll see right on there um, to 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 enter uh, for the mastermind group, as well as the monthly reports. Right. right. Um, Which are powerful, which are powerful, because. Like he's giving you the game ahead of the, like ahead of time. So you already know it's interesting because Russell shot the Russell's who been on here before. He was the first one to show me like I could tell you on this day that this is going to be like a, a bear market. And I'm like, come on. No, you can't. And then, it, <laughs> and, then, and then it played out that way. And I was like, all right, man, I'm a believer, man. Like, you know, you see it happen a couple of times, and You're like, OK, I'm a believer. So the monthly reports are powerful, but also the group in general. Here's what I'll say. And anyone who's been like, you know, following what we're doing, you know how crazy I've been going about NFTs. They take this to another level yo like you know I, first of all I felt like I most people look at me like I'm uh, alien when I start talking about nfts until uh you know I started banging with DCG and I'm like okay they worse than I am right because they know about the drops on every site so they really get to it and it's a very very powerful community and um anyone who's part of our community already know how big we are in community we partner with the brightest minds and now we have a cryptocurrency legend amongst us and we want to make sure that you know we continue to grow and continue to share this information and continue to help our people. And um, you know, partnering with DCG will allow us to do that. So I want to say thank you for that as well, brother.
2: Nah, I mean, I want to I want to thank you guys as well. I mean, like, you know, one of my big things is that everybody has value, but it's about being authentic. And and you brothers are, you know, as real as it gets, authentic, you know, the good heart. And and the same thing. It's like we can't follow somebody else's path. We we make our own and we come together and and it, it becomes something really special when we move like this and, and we basically invite people in that had the same type of energy, that's you know, right. and, and it, it grows organically and it's all real. And so that's you know that's the most important thing that we can have. When we say we from the hood, man, you keep it real, be authentic. Mm-hmm. That, that gets is a lot further. You know, it's like we don't have to we don't have to compromise for nothing.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you know and for the folks out there, please make sure you go check that out. Go to bodyhooduniversity.com and check that out. I'm gonna also put Jamar's social media uh, contact within the description so you can follow, see what he's got going on, cause um, you know, he's continuing to build, he's continuing to grow. So, what's the future look like uh, for you, Jamar? What do you see in the future?
2: Uh, so right now, man, we 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 buying. Um, you know, we got all this crypto money, and we've been blessed to be able to do it. But we want to start opening up co-working spaces, uh, trading locations. You know, they have online training academy, and they they bring these, um, you know educational buildings. Right. I I don't, I don't believe college is going to be the same in the future. And I believe, you know, you don't have to go through something four years to make a living, you know? And so one of the things that touched me is like my elders, my mom like worked 30 years. And, and, you know, she probably went to like two of my basketball games. Uh, wasn't, you know, the family unit is the most important unit you have in your life, right? The family unit. And if the family is broken apart, it actually destroys the world. You know, and so in the in the black community and in regular community, we can change the world by making families stronger. But they got to be there together. Mm-hmm. And so I think trading allows people to be able to be home. I mean, I don't I don't miss a softball game. And, and so my really mission is bring families together, create create the family that you want. Um, you know, build real assets where people can go and You know, meet because the social media it has this spread out, and we think we're together, but we're really not. The the human. Coming together is, is important. So we want to buy real estate. We want to buy some churches. We want to buy locations that we can we can have where we can meet. Cause in the future, the technology is they trying to separate us. They they trying to have us with masks. They're trying to have us, you know, uh stand away from your neighbor, have distrust. They trying to bring people, break people apart. And I'm trying to bring people together. So I see that I see that, you know, my thing is if I can help guys get resources, help them get more money, they free. They don't got to compromise. And so it's normally the resources that make people compromise. When they don't have money, that's when you got to do that job that you really don't want. And and you can't take a day off to go to your kids play because they got a special report and you don't have the resources. So if I can help guys get resources, I can have more partners. We can buy more. We we can have more significance. We can have more impact. And, um, you know, I see DCG, which is I don't even call it digital currency, guys, decentralized coaching. Right. Decentralized currency. All my guys is everywhere. I got a million partners. My, my bank accounts can be frozen. I still can get paid, you know, and I, and I, and nothing stops me. And so I want to have a bunch of people, a thousand people is my goal for DCG, a thousand, a thousand strong that we all paid. We all don't have to compromise. And, and now we have impact. We can, we can go buy some politicians. We can buy some. <laughs>
0: now you're yeah. talking our language, <laughs> I mean, hood, right? I mean, we can be yeah, you, you, yeah, politicians are for sale for those who don't know. that's a, you know, but anyway, but listen, that, that's powerful, man. And, um, you know, any, and we're going to help you get there, bro. Cause we're going to work together as a unit. So, um, we just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story and being very transparent with our audience. Um, cause it's important to see that people are making power moves in all sorts of spaces, man. So, um, for the folks out there watching, Please check out, um, you know, go to Bodyhood University, check out, uh, you know, DCG there as well. But also check out Jamar. We're going to put his social media contacts and um, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about this episode, man. So, you know, um, appreciate your time, brother. I know, you, 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 you know, you got to get those alerts out, man. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh just want to say, Thanks. listen, I, we definitely appreciate you and we look forward to this partnership and we're going to continue to grow. Each one, teach one, baby. Yes, sir. And for all the right. folks out there, listen. Um, we appreciate you as always. Make sure that you share this episode. Make sure you you comment, like, subscribe, all the good stuff you're supposed to do online. And as we always say, it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace out.